Tonight, um, I'm going to be sharing from the Word of God the role of sight in the matters of faith. I titled it. I, I, I'm feeling, uh, I don't know when the Lord is going to release this for me, but I'm going to be uh, speaking or bringing a message on healing. Uh, I don't know when, but I'm, in a, I'm waiting on the Lord for the release. And um, it's going to be a series, and I would encourage you to really get ready. If you're sick in the body, God's going to heal you. It's as simple as that. I really believe God. I'm just waiting in my spirit to see when I can get that, when I have that release, and then you go. You just don't do what you feel like doing. I have to feel that release. I know that He is ready. Uh, I like to be led by Him, to know that I'm doing what He called me to do, not what He called somebody else to do. <laughs> I got to do what He's asked me to do. Amen? So today I'm going to be talking about the rule of sight in the matters of faith. This is really important because faith is so important. That's the number one thing. I know that the Bible says love is the greatest because faith cannot work without love. But you can't obtain anything from God without faith. Faith is what pleases God. And you can cry, you can beg, you can plead. It doesn't work. God has to have faith. And there's an avenue from the Word of God to receive faith from God. But we need to really understand what faith is all about and get the principles of faith. I've said here over and over again, when I read scriptures, when I listen to messages, listen to scriptures, all I'm, all I'm wanting to get, just give me some principles. Open my eyes so I can see. Because until you see it, and until you understand it, it nothing will happen. You have to be able to see it. And you know, you go, I see. Right? Now I see. Once that comes out of your spirit, your miracle is right there. But until you see it, you can't have it. But when you go, I see. In other words, you're hearing the word, and then you go in your spirit, I got it. I see. Once you get to that place, your miracle is right there. And, and remember this. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. When God gives you, He stays with you. It never goes. It's always there. And I'm very aware of that, that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. There's so much to do in the kingdom of God. As you focus on man and as the Lord leads, He walks through you. But we need to understand the role of sight in the matters of faith. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15 and 16 says, For the heart of these people have grown dull. Their eyes are hard, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your, eye, and your ears for they hear. Now, look at what Jesus is saying, and I'm going to stay with this a little bit to give us uh, understanding here. It says, their hearts have grown dull. So the condition there is the heart. 
So that's the first thing we'll address. But why is the heart dull? Why is the heart dull? It's because yeah, yeah, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now take note of these three things because they'll come up again. The heart, the ear, and your eyes. These things are very important. These are the avenues. This is where faith is produced that brings results. So the first thing, the heart is grown dull. Why? Because they're here are hard of hearing. They are not, they are not hearing. They are hearing. They still have ears. They can hear and they hear the message, but they can't really hear spiritually. And they said, their eyes, they are closed, lest they should see. And they, they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn. So when you hear and you see, then your heart will not be dull. Then you will understand with your, with your heart. And once you understand with your heart, because you can see and your ears are all right, you can truly hear, your heart is no longer dull. And what your heart does is it positions you. You position yourself. You turn. And once you turn, God has to do it. You get where I'm going? First, you must hear. And then you must truly see. And as you see and you hear, your heart understands. You can hear and truly see without your heart understanding. And without understanding, no faith. Because once you understand, because your eyes have seen and your ears have heard, then you now know how to position yourself for the showers of blessing. I've been talking about positioning yourself. You now understand. You don't argue with the world. You know what to do exactly so you can get your healing. It's like the story I told about the man in Kenneth Hagin's meeting. And he go every time they call for healing, nothing happens. And every, every time they preach, he'll be there listening to the word of God. Come out for healing, he'll go. And the last day, he decided, I'm not going tonight. He goes, I see. And sat down. The preacher recognized him because he had been coming down for prayer every time they called him to come. But then after the meeting, everyone was gone. He went to the preacher. He said, I got it now. I'm coming tonight, and I'm telling you, preacher, you put your hand here, I'm going to get my healing. Guess what he got? He got his healing. Because he was able to see. He got it. So seeing is very, very important. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen. Again, we're talking about eyes now. Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart. You see those three things here? They're there. Nor have entered into the heart the things, or entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God has already prepared things for those who love him. They, these are not things that are going to be prepared. 
they've already been prepared. But you can't have them until your eyes see them. Okay? And you've heard about them. And your heart is in. Listen to what it says. Eyes have not seen, nor hear, heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. Once you hear, he enters. We're not talking about the physical heart. Your spirit man. The things that God has prepared, which God has prepared for those who love him. But then he says, these things have been revealed to us by his spirit. How will the spirit reveal them to you? You hear, you see it by revelation. And it goes into your heart. And once it gets into your heart and you have full understanding, Jesus said, then you turn. You position yourself for the blessing. So you got to see it. It says the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So God, the Spirit has to be able to reveal this thing to you so you can see it. Not with your natural eyes, but with the eyes of your spirit. And until you see it with the eyes of your spirit and acclaim it and move, turn yourself. Remember he says, and turn, right? Position yourself so you can receive. A lot of Christians try. They, they don't position themselves. They just go up, just pray for me and see, let's see what will happen. Nothing is going to happen. You don't have any understanding. You really haven't seen it. All you see is sickness and disease and your pain. That's all you see. You don't see healing. You don't see what Jesus has done on, uh, for you. You don't see your sin uh, out of your life on him. You don't see your sickness and disease and your pain off you and on him. On him. You can see that. And if you really see it, you've heard it. Maybe you don't really see it in the, with the eyes of your spirit. And your heart doesn't really understand it. That's what the difference is. Once you understand it, it's over. The greater your understanding, that means the greater the revelation you have. And the greater the miracle. I see some of these men of God that God is using in different areas. Talk to them. And they'll show you things that they've seen. Not with their natural eyes. But from the scriptures. And why God is working so much. Because they know how to turn. Amen. And God should heal them. In other words, not when we use the word heal them, not, we're not just talking about sickness. Every area of life. You turn and he has to heal you. He has to heal you. You don't turn, nothing happens. He'll have mercy on you. He'll feel sorry for you, but you haven't turned. In other words, you have not positioned yourself to receive. You know, for example, you know, we talk about tithes and offerings. Sometimes you argue with people about tithing. They won't do it. Why? They don't understand it. As far as they're concerned, giving that out is a loss. They're losing when they give it out. <laughs> they don't understand it. So you, me trying, I don't convince people like that. Until God opens your eyes, <laughs> if they give it out, they're just throwing it away. But sometimes obedience, when you hear the word, can begin to bring revelation. Amen? You hear the word, you act on it, and your eyes begin to open. And then it produces 
It's an amazing, it's, it's a mystery, the things of God. But notice those things. You have to see. So tonight I'm focusing on sight. You have to be able to see. A few days back, I told us, I told uh, our church here on Wednesday night, I want you to, in your mind, see every seat full. Remember that? And they're coming. And then I said, tell the Holy Spirit to breathe on what you can see. These are spiritual principles. They're not difficult, not magic. Until you understand it, it doesn't make sense to you. You don't know how to operate it. You do it with the rest of them, but it never works. Because you don't understand it. I pray that God will give you understanding tonight in Jesus' name. This is really important. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 uh, through 18, Paul says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for this, all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. What does that mean? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You have to see. Amen? That was his prayer for the saints. Paul said, I do not cease. In other words, I'm still doing it. I pray for you constantly. I want you to be able to see it. I want you to receive the Spirit of revelation. He said, I pray for you constantly that God will give you that Spirit of revelation so that your eyes will be able to see. That God will give you that Spirit of wisdom and revelation because once you understand it, you got wisdom now. You know what to do. You know how to position yourself. Amen? That's wisdom. It's not earthly wisdom. It's heavenly wisdom. They don't know how to position themselves. But you know. Because God will give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened so you know what is the hope of your calling. And what, is, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, the saints? There is a hope to your calling. Everyone that's called by God, there is a hope. There is a reason why God called you to himself. There are things he wants to provide for you. There are things he wants you to do. And he will supernaturally empower you to accomplish those things. It doesn't matter. You don't have to preach. Your ministry may be completely different. He may want to enrich you so much so you can support the gospel. But you have to know. You have to be able to know that. So what Paul was praying for is for you to be able to see with your spirit eyes. Until you see it, you can never turn. And if you don't turn, 
Jesus doesn't have to heal you. And I'm not talking about just physical healing. He doesn't have to provide for you. You haven't turned. You see with your eyes. You hear with your ears. And then you understand with your heart. And then you turn. He's not going to turn for you. You turn. And when you turn, he doesn't have any. God will not hold back. At the same time you turn, the blessing hits him. That's what Jesus said. And I should heal them, he said. They turn, and I should heal them. I have no choice. I've got to heal them. Don't matter if the man just killed five people. He turns, he healed the person. But he can't turn until he's able to see. He can't turn until he hears properly. So seeing is so important. This is the reason in my mind, just to help us, God gave us, for the New Testament, visions and dreams. Amen. Because that's the way you can turn things around for your life. Visions and dreams. Paul Yongicho, the pastor of the largest church in the world, 800,000 members, he says that's the language of the Spirit. Visions and dreams. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Are we in the last days? Yes, said God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see what? Visions. So sight is so important. You have to see. You don't have to be sleeping to see. Amen? <laughs> you don't have to be sleeping to have visions. Visions and dreams. Your old man would dream dreams. That's the rest of you. <laughs> but notice, God is talking about His Spirit in the latter days, and He's talking about sight. When you dream, you see things in your dream, right? When you have visions, how do you get them? Your sight. Your sight. Seeing things in the Spirit is so important. So supernaturally, sometimes God will help us to position us so that His work will go forth in our lives. He gave Peter one vision, remember, when he brought this sheet from heaven, and he said, Arise and eat. And that spoke to Peter and changed the whole world. Because then he went to see the Gentiles for the first time, right? Through visions. God could have done any or done it another way. Why didn't Jesus speak to Peter? Jesus appeared to Paul, right, and spoke to him. Now to change, he could have appeared to Peter and talked to him, right? No, he gave him a vision, right, so he could see. So when God's going to do something great in your life, he has to see. Sight is so important. When it comes, and this all the way from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God dealt with them in the natural. He made them to see or dream in the natural. In the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we can dream just looking at the Word of God and see it. And formulate in your mind. It's called imagination. Drawn out of Scripture. Because the Bible says, and I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of myself tonight. It says, God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask 
or even imagine. That's your mind. And you know, Satan works that way, pulling down imaginations. Because Satan knows if he lets you, if he can get you to the place where you imagine all these terrible things coming to you, he's got you. He's got you. You can see it. He's got you. That's why we pull down imaginations and every thought. Because that's where he's making you see things that you shouldn't see. And God really wants you to see things that he wants you to see. Visions and dreams. So that you can position yourself for God's blessings into your life. Because as long as you keep seeing yourself sick and talk sick, you're going to be sick. <laughs> but as soon as, as you can be sick, but see yourself well. Amen. See yourself raising your hands before the Lord and worshiping God. See yourself and believe it. And by and by, one day, the miracle will take place because you would have positioned yourself. It may be just a message, but you've been positioning yourself. Amen. And you're quite there just by hearing the word, Pastor, that's mine tonight. And you got it. Sometime, sometime back, uh, Eric Moore had a, a girl that was, was in the hospital. She was, I guess she was dying. They had a trick. She had a baby. And um, I knew this principle, and I wanted, <laughs> Eric kept telling me, you know, Pastor, I need you to pray for this lady. She's dying. She's in the hospital. She had a trick, you know, and she's been there. She gave birth to the baby, and I'd never really carried the baby because she was so down. And Eric talked to me over and over and over again. You know, in those early days, Pastor did most of, did everything, okay? <laughs> I cleaned the church. I did everything. I remember the time. No kidding. And uh, he kept talking to me. Come, come, let's go pray for this lady. So finally, I relented. I had a girl. But I've gotten there, and I'm thinking, man, she got this trick. She couldn't even talk. And Eric told me she's never been able to hold a baby. Never. She gave birth to the baby. It's been maybe a month or so. I don't remember. Uh, and she hadn't. Not one time. So I went there and I was thinking, God, what do I do? How am I going to pray for this lady? You know. And the Lord gave me this. And I, I started talking to her, you know, real casually. And, uh, but she could understand, but couldn't speak back because of the trick. And uh, so I said to her, have you held, I knew that, I said, have you ever held your baby since you gave birth to your baby? And she started crying. You see the tears just rolling out of her eyes. And I said, now, I'm going to pray for you. You're going to hold your baby. Yeah. I said, now, put your hand around yourself. She did. I said, close your eyes. You're holding your baby? She said, yes. And the tears kept coming, you know. I was helping her to see into the supernatural. Amen. And then I asked the Holy Spirit flow into what she's saying. I said, hold it back there. Don't let it go. Yeah. She won't speak, but you can tell she was really happy and crying. She got out of the hospital a few days later. Did I do it? No, the Lord did it. Amen. God can heal. But you got to see. I, I didn't know. I, I know that God gave me that because it wanted to happen. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pray for her. But that idea came up, Lord, with it. Amen. And God healed her. 
But God can heal you as well. But you have to be able to see it. It's so important. You have to be able to see it. You remember the story of Elijah? Sight. Very important. In that time, it was natural. In our time, spiritual. Amen? You just see. Based on the Word of God, you look at the Word of God, that by His stripes I am healed, and you see, I don't, I'm not supposed to be sick. And so when it comes on you, you say, no. Now the symptoms will always come, amen? You don't have to go down. You fight. You resist because of what you know. And you position yourself so that you have divine health. You don't have to be sick and then be healed. I don't like doctors that are negative. Amen? We got to go once they've been negative. I, want, I don't want this doctor. He's crazy. That's the way I look. I don't want him. He's too negative. Because they'll speak things over in your life and cause you to imagine strange things in your life. I'll find another doctor. Amen? That's the way. If it's too negative, I don't need a doctor that is that negative. Amen. But this is the story of Elijah and Elijah. They were both, Elijah kept following Elijah and, and wanted something. And Elijah, Elijah knew he wanted something. Because he couldn't get rid of this guy. He kept following him. So finally, he said to him, you need to ask. Let me read it to you. And, and the ask has an exclamation mark. Okay, so makes, why, why don't you just ask? Kind of stuff. What's the deal with you? You keep following me. Tell me what you want. Oh, let's read it, okay? It said, and so it was, when they had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, ask. Can you see that exclamation mark? It's not just ask. No. What's the matter with you? Just tell me what you want. Kind of stuff, okay? There was an emotion with that when he told him to ask. Can you, can you pick that out? He said, ask. What may I do for you before I am taken away from you, he said. Elijah said, please, let a dog, I like this guy. <laughs> this guy, I like him. I got to talk to this guy when I get to heaven. Me, you are good to me. <laughs> you want more than your master. This is wonderful. Nothing was impossible. He wanted everything. Not just that, but I want to be greater than you. I like that. I wait for one of our kids to tell me that. Amen. He <laughs> uh, said, please let a double portion of your spirit be up upon me. And so he said, you have asked a hard thing. The prophet acknowledged this is tough. You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me, when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. So, his life hung on what he was able to see. Think about it. His life and what God will do for him depending on his sight. And notice, he didn't tell him if you see the chariot, right? He wasn't asking for chariot. He wanted a double person of the man, right? Not the chariot. Not the fire. Very specific. 
I want you to be able to see me. You are asking of a double portion of my spirit. His spirit is his real person, right? That's what he wanted. If you are able to see me, you have it. Not the chariot, that's a distraction. Not the fire, chariots of fire. No, uh, the wind, nothing. Just me. If you can see me, then you have it. The word of God is there. If you can see it, you have it. You can have all the cyclones and hurricanes around you, but you focus on the word. Amen? And you can see it. If you can see it, piece of cake. You can have it. Everybody in the room may be denied, but you can't be denied because you see it. And you position yourself. And he has to fill you or give you what you want. This is why we come to church and we listen to the word of God so we understand. As I'm speaking to you, I believe that the spirit of God is giving you his spirit for understanding. So you can see no matter what it is in your life that you're looking for. These days, by the grace of God, it's been a long time. I see past the our fellowship. But that's the way it is. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know because that's what the Lord spoke to me. I'm not living the Ark Fellowship. But the Ark Fellowship is much bigger than I am. <laughs> but he has something for my life too. Always be a part of the Ark Fellowship for sure. But God's got to do something in my life. i got to see the things that I feel like he shared with me. And I see them. And I'm not going to give that up. And I don't think I'm going to be sick, so I can do, I will be well. Amen? Because the world cannot lie. So you have to be able to see it. That's the way God operates. With Abraham, he did the same thing. God has a way in our time, his visions and dreams, to position you, to help you believe in. When you hear prophecies, people speak into your life, the word of God, Walk it into something you can see with the eyes of your spirit. And don't let that vision go. Amen? Stay with it. That's what your, where your miracle is going to be. It says in Genesis 15, verse 5 through 6, Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars, count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. When you read this scripture, it's like it was just a moment of time. Okay, come over here, look up, and then God spoke. I don't think that's what happened. I think God says, look up now and count. And the guy's going, one, two, three, I can't do this. You got too much, God. What's going on? Too much. Those are the faces of your babies. Amen. And he was able to see it. Look at what he says after that. Abraham believed in the Lord. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is when Abraham became a righteous man before God. Think about it. When he was able to see the stars. And as he looked at the stars. And God speaking to him from his word. 
everything was transformed from just her to his descendants, his servants. And Jesus says, that's right. That's exactly what's going to happen to me. And God says, you got it. From now on, you are a righteous man before God. You can stand in God's presence and don't have to thank anyone. That's what happened. Because he saw it. And he believed. From then on, Abraham positioned himself. And the miracle came in later. Until you see it, you're not going to have. You have to see it. God did the same thing for Jacob. Jacob was in a situation where he was serving with Laban. And he was very poor. He had worked seven years for his first wife. Another seven years. I don't know how many men would do that. But (laughs) he worked another seven years to get his second wife, the woman he really wanted. But after all of those labor and all, he was still a poor man. And then God gave him a dream. Amen? God gave him a dream. And from that dream, he saw his life transformed. And then, if you read the story, please read the story, you will see how he started to position himself to inherit what God had shown him in his dream. You get that? God showed, all God did was show him a dream. And then he talked to Laban, I'm going to leave you. Laban said, I don't want you to go. And he says, okay, if you don't want me to go, this is what you must do for me. And Laban says, oh, I, didn't know, I, I thought he wasn't that smart, but I didn't know he was this dumb. He said, I'll do that for you. If Laban had known what he had seen in his dream, he wouldn't have allowed that, that, that thing to happen. Because he lost everything, and everything went to Jacob, right? But he thought, wow, that's wonderful. I know genetics, take all of this. And so he did what he saw in his dream, and he became very wealthy. He positioned himself. You know how he got the poplar trees, and then he carved them and make them spotted and speckled? What was he doing? What he saw in his dream. He was positioning himself to transform his life. And that's what happened. From a poor man to the richest man around. Because of a dream. He saw it. Amen? That's what we should have dreams. Visions and dreams in the New Testament. Your young man shall see visions. It's not just visions that you, oh, supernatural. Have some vision. Without vision, the people perish. You got no direction. But when you have a vision, what you can see with your eyes, see yourself out of the poverty. See yourself out of want. See yourself out of sickness. Based on God's word. Draw from the word. That's your, your basis. That's your dream. Amen. That's what you can see. And then you imagine things based on the word. And God will do it. By and by, God will do it. So Jacob did that. Let me read this story for you. This part of it. Genesis 31, verse 10. And he says, And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream. So he was sleeping in a dream, right? But he still lifted his eyes and saw in a dream. So God wants you to lift your eyes up 
and see in a dream. When the Lord turned back the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dreamed. In other words, when the Lord brought back the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. He says, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. When you dream and God gives you a dream and God turns your captivity, and that's what happened with Jacob. God turned his captivity. God restored his fortune based on his word. He could sing to God. This is the way God worked. If H, uh, um, J, Joseph had the same thing. Joseph, from his youth, God gave him a dream. He never forgot this dream. When God wants to do something, usually he won't give you one dream. He will repeat itself in a different form. Very important. He did that with Nebuchadnezzar. Remember him? Pharaoh. His dream. The same, but different form. Because something unusual is about to happen. But you have to see. You have to see. You have to look beyond the natural and let God work in your life. See yourself out of the poverty so you can rest. You might be in it, but it doesn't bother you. You can rest. You know what your future is going to be based on God's word. No matter what your past has been, God with you, nobody can stop you. You are unstoppable. They may laugh, they may laugh at you now, they'll laugh with you later. That's the way it is if you stay with God's word. And we have so many witnesses around the world. So many men of God that God is taking for nothing and brought up to be international figures. That's an amazing thing. I don't think they knew that. They saw something and they kept going, positioning themselves. God is no respecter of persons. That's why I can believe Him. Amen? God doesn't respect people. And don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own abilities or your resources. He says, trust in God with all your heart and dream. Amen? And God will give to you. I believe that the scripture that is given to us, God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even imagine. So that means, have you ever had a prayer answered before you prayed? You were just thinking about it? How many times that happened? That's happened to me. You're just thinking about it, and God answers. That's because of the Word. He goes beyond. Well, then imagine more. Amen? Go, like it says in Isaiah 54. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Because God wants to do it. He's encouraging you to stretch yourself, and He will do it. That's a principle of faith. I think the Ark Fellowship has a great future. Can I hear an amen? For every one of us. I see preachers coming out of the Ark Fellowship. 
I see doctors and politicians and they are all my children <laughs> in the Lord. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. And I'm going to be here to see it. I'm not going anywhere. No devil can kill me. Don't know what it, he doesn't have what it takes. As long as Jesus is alive, I'm going to be here. When I'm ready and I'm satisfied, then I'll go home. And then I'll talk to Samson and the rest of them when I get up there. <laughs> Amen. Stand up with me tonight. I want you to do something for me tonight. First of all, what is it that you need from God? What is it? What is it that you want God to do for you? And if he does that, that will really, really make life easy for you. You'll really feel good about it. If you have that tonight, can you close your eyes, everyone, please? Can you see that thing with you tonight by the power of the Spirit of God? We're not just, I'm not just using words. I don't just, I've told somebody, I'm not interested in good preaching. I want to see God work. That's what, what matters to me. And that's what I cry out to when I pray. I want to see you working. I just want God to work in my life. Let him have all the glory. I want the joy of seeing him doing work in my life. That's good enough for me. And my prayer for everyone on the Ark Fellowship, my joy will be fulfilled when I see God at work in your life in a mighty way. And everything I'm doing, what I'm sharing with you, because I want to see that. Because he called me to do this, and I've got to see his call working on your life. I've got to see that. That's when my heart is filled. And so tonight, whatever it is that you want from the Lord, that you can see, may the Holy Spirit of the living God, may the Spirit of the Almighty God breathe life into that, that thing right now, whatever it is, in your life, in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God bring it to pass in your life. By and by, in the name of Jesus, I come against fear in your life. I come against discouragement in your life. I come against anything that will speak to your mind that this cannot be because of whatever in your life. God is greater than whatever. And God is going to bring this to pass in your life so that you can enter into his rest. He wants you to enter into his rest. Tonight, believe, just like Abraham, you can see it right now, and the Lord is speaking to you right now because the promises of God, they are yes, and in Christ, amen, forever settled in heaven. So you can see, believe God, and let him count that for you as your righteousness that fights for you to bring all the good things into your life. You are the beloved of the Father. Not because I said so, that is settled in heaven. You are God's beloved. He loves you dearly and wants to meet every need in your life. He wants you happy. Jesus said, ask that you might receive so that your joy might be full. He wants your joy to be full. If you don't have, your joy cannot be full. He died so that your joy can be full. So you have a right to receive from the Father so that your joy might be full. 
And the Lord, His zeal will perform it in your life tonight, beginning from this very hour. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Spirit of God is upon your life. The angels of God, the ministering spirits have been released right now into your situation to bring these things about in your life so that all will see the blessings of God upon your life. Resist waiting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad that it is written. Amen. You are blessed. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Amen.